speed uh he's patient he's got great quickness lateral quickness and man he's explosive he uh, can run right through you and he can run uh right by you inbounds pass comes to durant and durant will have it knocked away it's stolen by johnson who takes it inside lays it up and in the spurs take the lead with 1.2 seconds remaining it's 115 114 the steal by kelvin johnson and the basket the lefty-on-lefty matchup here. Seager flying out to deep left center his first time, and he drives this one deep out into right center field, sailing out of here. Corey Seager with yet another home run. His third here in the World Series, his sixth this postseason. A long hold, and here's the pitch. Swung on and popped up, first base side. Nate Lowe near the Ranger dugout, says he has it. He does. The ball game's over. The Rangers lead the World Series three games to one. The Rangers have won it by the score of 11 to 7. What in the world is this? I was talking to my dad about this last night. You know, the Diamondbacks play-by-play guy is retiring after the World Series. And... You said there's a lot of talk that Nadell may be retiring too after the World Series. I don't think yeah. I don't think he said anything official, has he? No, no, nothing official. That's something, isn't it? Two two play by play guys both might the last game they're calling is a World Series, potentially. That's uh pretty awesome. Be cool if Eric Nadell could on his way out or or if he's staying, I hope he's staying, uh get the opportunity in his Hall of Fame career to call a championship. That would be awesome. I hope it's not tonight. I'm rooting for them to win it in six or seven back in Arlington. That's the best story. That's what America wants. But the idea of Texas losing a road game is un- unfathomable. They are now 10-0 and on the road in the playoffs. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Thank you to Drake Dyken. The uh, uh, Drake Dyken correction coming in today. Brought to you by Whiteout. The flip by Sam Bradford was in 08. I was not on the sidelines for that game. I thought I was. Uh, that didn't make any sense, though, because I just said I was down there for the Landry-Jones game, and he's right, in 10. Um, 08 was the Sam Bradford flip. OU played back-to-back games in uh, Stillwater in 10 and 11, and that's how we got onto the odd numbers that we are now um, with the games being in Stillwater in odd number years. After the conference expansion, expansion back to back yeah. years. Yeah. So thank you, Drake, for that correction. 
How about a little more Brent Venables uh, audio from his press conference yesterday? Um, criticism of Jeff Levy. Brent was asked, has he talked to Jeff about how to handle the criticism coming his way? I, I, mean, I had that conversation with our team and our staff several times since I've been here uh, prior to playing our first game. However long ago that was, that's that's Oklahoma. That's a place like Oklahoma. So that comes with it. And just stay inside out. Uh, you know, you're the one in the arena, you being all of us. And, uh, again, I just, you have an appreciation uh, for the support. Uh, but that's, uh, it's, there's craziness to all of it. And, uh, and I, I love the passion and the energy and, uh, when things don't go well, hey man, they have a right to to be pissed, you know. And now, uh, but you have a right whether or not you listen to it and let it affect you or not, too. And so uh, I've told uh, the players and the coaches and uh, the same stuff, man. Just don't live in that world. Uh, it ain't ever going to be good. Uh, and if you if you if you if you if you're if you're just taking a peek, uh, certainly after. Uh, you you can win and take a peek and it ain't good, and so just I don't know man I just don't get your value through that through the applause through uh, you know uh, you know having having a respect for it, an appreciation for it have an understanding for it but uh, you know again don't value the opinion of people that you never seek advice from I believe in that and uh, and I understand that also you know uh, you know that goes with your you know. When you're at a place like Oklahoma on this stage, there's scrutiny that comes with it, uh, with that title, with that with that job, and uh, even the players. You know, I, I hate it. You know, the players there, you know, their body work is always under a microscope. But that's no, that's the way it is in all sports, every level. Uh, and so, uh, I don't have to counsel him. Uh, he's a uh, he's a grown man, but. We're all close, and I'm constantly trying to nurture mindset too, you know, because I'm fully aware of everything, both the good and the bad. And when you're you're doing really well, successfully, I try to keep everybody focused on the right things. That's my, you know, job, you know, as a leader, uh, too. Let's let's focus on the controllables always, and focus on our players and our locker room, and again, what we got to do to get better. Big week it feels like for for OU, obviously in every regard, TJ, but. Uh... Jeff Levy needs to have a good week. A very good week, yeah. Um, and he, he knows. I mean, he knows the criticism he's taken this week. He's he's looked back at it and said, man, I could have done things a lot differently on Saturday. Every coach does that, especially following a loss. So he, he was expecting to get the heat probably that he's taken over the last uh, few days here. He knows. Like, And Brent's right. You, you, you're in Oklahoma. As a player, coach – Staff, whoever it may be, um, you want those expectations. You you want people to be upset. You want me on that. You wall. want me on that wall. Yeah, no, you do because that means you're I've somewhere seen that special. Movie, by the way, yeah, it's somewhere special and it's it means something. So, yeah, like that's sure. Dabo yesterday when he's like, "I can go somewhere and they don't treat me like this." Well, you could, but go ahead. I mean, it, it, go somewhere if you just want to be there to to coach and not have any expectations. I mean, it won't be a won't be as meaningful, so go ahead. Yeah. I don't know. I'm torn on the issue. 
I spend so much time with coaches, Teach. It's hard for me not to be sympathetic toward them, you know? And that's a flaw of mine. I mean, I guess it's not a flaw. It's just being honest. No, it's honest, and, and it should be how you feel in the role and the position you're in and the time that you do spend with them. I kind of like what Dabo did. Like, I think that do you have the right to criticize highly paid coaches at at big-time programs when they don't win? Of course. That's that's the gig. Should they have the right to defend themselves or fire back if they think something is being said wrong about them? I think so. But it's not taken that way. It's always just taken as, just shut up and take it, okay? Just shut up and let us criticize you as much as we want and go win the next game. Yeah, no, I didn't mind some of what he had to say. There were a couple of things, like that line about, I can go somewhere else if if I want to. Well, go, th- That line didn't sit well with me. I do not like it when fans or media bring up pay. I, I don't, yeah. like if I'm angry at a coach or something, angry at, you know, Jeff's play calling Saturday or, you know, whatever it may be, the skip you know, how he used his rotation on a certain day or something, whatever. I never think about their pay. My mind just never goes to the pay. Like, I don't care if they make $14 billion a year or $14 a year. That doesn't matter to me. I There are some fans obsessed They're with that, They're getting paid market value, which you can be bad at the market if you want. Exactly. But if you want exactly. a good coach for your team, that's what you've got to pay. That's why the, the Tyler kid that called into his show that was all upset the fact that he even dropped that, you're, we're paying you eleven point five million. So what? You're not you're not paying him anything. I mean, come on. Like, um, I, I that I don't understand why that goes to certain people's minds. Like, oh yeah, well you make this so we can say what we want. So, even though I do know that is a part of it, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you are making eleven point five million a year. So, kind of comes with the territory. But I, my mind never goes there. I never think of someone's pay. Scale when I'm angry at him. I'm just angry at him. So. The, 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 the Levy situation has been fascinating really from day one for a variety of reasons. He's one of our own. You know, he played here. He's a Sooner. Um, and he was one of the most highly sought-after minds. We were thrilled when we got him. Remember when, when Brent was able to land him just thrilled. What a coup. Alabama wants him in the offseason. After, even after he goes 6-7, and seven, they try to hire him away. And he got, Able to keep him and everything. Uh, Jackson Arnold, you know, that, that's a complete tie there that everybody's like, look, look at uh, Levy did getting Jackson Arnold here. And there are people yeah. panicked that if he is gone after this year that Jackson would leave. So, And he's had some days where he's been brilliant. Like the Iowa State game this year was tremendous. They put 50 on Iowa State. They were great. The final drive against Texas, really the whole day against Texas, but especially that. I mean, yeah. there have been points over the last couple of years where he's just looked like a genius, and then there have been some games where you just leave scratching your head like, what was the game plan today? You know? And, and the fan base has turned. The Art Brile situation certainly did not help at all. But he's in a position now where it feels like he's coaching for his job, which is a shame, but that's the way it goes. I mean, I don't remember really 
a year or at least too long of a time where we weren't kind of collectively upset with the offensive coordinator around here or the defensive coordinator or both, you know. It's just like whether it's Kevin Wilson or Chuck Long or um, even Lincoln, you know, when he was calling plays, uh, certainly now, and Josh Heupel. I mean, we just kind of, that's kind of just what we do. They, they, the offensive coordinator or the defensive coordinator, even if it's Mike Stoops, is consistently under pressure to do better. And that's Oklahoma. That's Alabama. That's Ohio State. That's a big-time institution. But it's just been interesting to watch. I hate it when it's one of our own, Teach. You know, I hate it when the fan base turns on Heupel or Levy. You don't like messy. You don't like uh, messy situations. Well, I, that, that is true, but I don't like it when Sooners feel like they can't come back to OU. And I'm not saying that they aren't to blame or partly to blame or whatever the case may be, but that shouldn't be the case. And maybe the lesson there is don't ever take a job at your alma mater. You know, maybe that's the lesson because it seems to – in the vast percentage of the time, not work out well. Not just at Oklahoma, but a lot of places, other schools yeah. too. Mm-hmm. You know, Patrick Ewing got fired at Georgetown. <laughs> I mean, he's Patrick Ewing. You know, um, what was the Nebraska coach Scott Frost? It was terrible. I, I just hate it when, and I don't, you know, I don't necessarily care about those situations, but OU. When one of our own uh, starts to coach and it goes sideways and the fans turn against him and all that kind of stuff, I'm not saying they shouldn't. He's he deserves to be criticized. You, it comes with the job. I it just I just I just don't like it. You know, I just wish it wouldn't happen. But again, don't take the job. I guess right if you're worried about that. That's true. That's true. What will the reaction be for hype when when he comes back next year? Oh, it'll be an overwhelming uh, positive response, I think. You think so? I think so, yeah. At this point, yeah, I do believe so. Hmm. Except for one guy in the corner. Like, Boo! You'll be at that game? If I am, yeah, I'll be booing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're doing that what, from a couch, depending on where what I'm if at. The, what if the Rangers have like a, I don't know, like a meet and greet or an off-season scrimmage or something that day or something? Uh, the meet and greet. Yeah, I'd have to yeah. be at the meet and greet. Yeah, you're right. You could send recorded booze, though. <laughs> sure. For somebody else to hold up and play. <laughs> play on a tape recorder. Yeah. Uh, 818, we'll take a break. Text messages next. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. There are trucks, then there's the truck. Big thank you to RK Black. They bring you this hour of the T-Row in the morning show. RK Black, leading provider of office technology solutions to medium and small businesses out there across Oklahoma and Kansas. Those technology solutions include copier, fax, printer, scanner, document management, They do a great job, great customer service. They keep your office up and running 
uh, 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, let's see here. Go back down here. I was up a little higher. Trey, angry again today. We are not a playoff team unless everyone wants to get embarrassed again. Doesn't matter. Losing this weekend anyway. Thank you, Trey. <laughs> what a joy. Did we decide he's not an OU fan? We, we said, said that we yesterday, there. and then he got angry over that and let yeah. us know that he was an OU fan. Uh, Trey so. falls into the category of people, fans, who say they enjoy football but are really miserable throughout the entire football season. Yeah, he does. He does seem like the way. Like it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty, pretty angry in all his texts. Looking back mm-hmm. here, he is still not happy over this Kansas loss, which not a lot of people aren't. So, did, we, did anybody on the show today say Oklahoma was a playoff team? You said they had everything in front of them, including the national championship. Oh, yeah. It didn't say they were a playoff. I said the team. range of what could still happen, to right? This team yeah, you were just talking about anything from winning what the was national still on championship the table. to going seven and six, right? I got you. Maybe which is true. Him. Which is true. Don't even bring it up as a possibility. Yeah, but you yeah. weren't saying that you thought they were winning a national championship. You <laughs> no. still said that exists right now. At, at the point we are right now, it that is still, still possible. Exists. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Ice Bowl is my favorite memory. That OSU kid doing the, you know what, with the reindeer was funny. ESPN calling Bedlam more like normal because OSU only has 19 wins in the series. Um, the, the kid did become famous with the reindeer, so that was funny. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Ice Bowl, great memory in this uh, in this uh, series. Sorry to say rivalry, but I didn't want to didn't want to anger some people out there. Pastor Andy and B.A., TJ, what little jingle do you think went through my head every time the cameras cut to Heaney last night? How am I supposed to face my congregation mm. this Sunday? I pray there is nothing in my preaching text that rhymes with Heaney. Mm-hmm. Just go up there, uh, start it off with that. Andrew Heaney, the power of the weenie. Mm. Uh, by the way, thank you to the hundreds of uh, gifts that have been texting hot dog gifts and dancing hot dogs. Mm-hmm. I appreciate all of those. Thank you. Uh, appreciate all the text today, except for John in Wichita, which uh, you can kiss my you-know-what, John. What did he You're, say? Ah, he hates me. He's always hated me. Um, uh, he does nothing but trash me. He's just, uh, he's well, just a I pleasant would, human being, Well, I would definitely too. like to hear it now. He gets, he gets mad at you. Uh, it was something today about do not call TJ a great co-host and list off the reasons why I'm complete scum and oh he hates me and... Uh, Did you do like something to this guy? Not that I'm point? aware of. Not that I'm aware of. He just doesn't oh. like me. So that's fine. That's fine. Can you? Uh, can you? Because I've got it? the microphone, John. So if you want to listen, you will listen to every word that I have to say. Can you? Uh, can you send it to me privately? He's the one that uh, called my kid something back in the day. Went after Bronx on John. the text line. He's just a John. scumbag. He's probably a Houston Astro fan, or at least he floats around with the scum of the Houston Astros. So, anyway. all right, I'll let it be. John, uh, knock it off. Listen to another station if you're that bothered yeah, by it. Exactly. There's lots of options out there. Uh, so went, so went, so Brent went to the complete opposite of attacking a fan and saying they're a problem when things don't go well. Yeah. And they're the problem what? when things don't go well. Let's say that again. I'm sorry. 
I, I think he's talking about uh, Dabo. He says uh, Brent he went complete opposite, opposite of, of attacking yeah. the fans, saying they're they're the problem when things don't go well. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Brent said, uh, you know, paraphrasing, uh, that's that's what comes with coaching at a place like this. And uh, I walk toward the pressure. That's what he said. Or sprint toward the pressure. That's what he said Monday night. Anyway, they should be bleeped off, is what he said. Uh, hey, at least this year, the playoff and Natty hype really didn't start until uh, we were 6-0, and unlike last year when some were hyping that before the season last year. Uh, I mean, I think that around here we talk about that every year, right? Every I mean, year. That- every year. And, you know, last year was one of those – it was a weird season in the fact that when they came out of that Nebraska game, they did seem like a completely different team than the year before, especially defensively. Like, you had no idea yeah. the season was about to go the direction that it did after the way they played at Nebraska last year because they were brilliant that day. Correct. So, everybody was – everybody. <laughs> everyone them. nationally was like, yeah. holy cow. Even Colin Cowherd said uh, something about him being a title contender. Right, right. The best so. team he had seen all year at that point. Uh, thank you for those all willing to fight John from Wichita. And, and this one says, got, like, I believe John from Wichita is Toby's burner phone. No. <laughs> Come on now. I love TJ. I'm trying to get TJ to be my best friend, and he just refuses to let me come over his house or to his lake house or go with me on the road or whatever. I don't know what I got to do. <laughs> my wife's season tickets to her winning culture college is finally going to pay off this weekend, this texter says. Oh, that's OSU. That's right. That's yeah. a program with a winning culture. Uh, let's see. What is this? Uh, what do you think uh, Hunzi will have? Hunzi's going to be on with us tomorrow, by the way. What do you think he's got queued up if they win this game Saturday? Something about oh, final year in the Big 12 uh, or something? Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. Something like that, you know? Yeah, he's yeah. always got Ladies and gentlemen, this was a battle between a program with a winning culture and a program that does not have a winning culture. Where is that Sooner Magic now, baby? Where is that Red Sooner baby? Magic now? You know, you know. Well, I, I, remind me to ask him tomorrow. You know he's got something in the queue. Just <laughs> waiting for last year the Big 12 shot at OU if they want. Just went. go ahead and get it out now while you're on the program. Yeah. Why didn't you uh, have uh, Holcomb on as a special guest? Uh, we no longer acknowledge uh, John Holcomb. Oh, sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to say he his betrayed name us. <laughs> Alan says, it's not coins, but hey. And then sends a picture, must be on a walk this morning, and there's several pieces of Halloween candy laying on his sidewalk. I tell him, one, two, three, four, five, six. I got to get eight rid of Eight pieces Halloween of candy, candy, man. There's some Kit Kats, Almond Joys. He's got some good stuff laying here. I got like a bowl full of, of Reese's, Snickers, and Twix. And I told Jenny, she's getting her hair done today. I was like, take it with you to the barber shop or whatever you call it for your ladies. Take it to the to the style shop, whatever. Give it to them. Get you got to get this out of our house. I will eat it if it's in our house. Isn't that a better test for you to walk away from it, leave it sitting there, and then always know that you can walk away from it? Let me ask you this. Yeah. <laughs> if I keep running the jet sweep, and the jet sweep keeps losing yardage every time. Should I keep running the jet sweep? No. Okay, same thing. 
I've lived on this earth for 50 years. I know my will. You know that Reese's pieces, uh, that Reese's peanut butter cups going in your mouth. I will at some point rationalize today. Ah, one or seven pieces of candy won't hurt me. I know I can't. I gotta eliminate it. I gotta get it out of the house. <laughs> I right, don't get, trust get it out of the house. Me. <laughs> Uh, thank you for the love to the rest of you that do like me and, uh, appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. John, you got me all wrinkled now. John, what's your deal, dude? What's your deal? Doesn't like me at all. I mean, I butcher the English language, which I wouldn't argue with that. I'll tell him I butcher the English language. Butcher the English language. Absolutely. He said a lot of that. Every one of his, uh, TJ butchers the language every time he opens his mouth. What an idiot. Yet you think he's a great co-host. That's one he of, is that's, a great co-host. That's one of his texts today. So he's a he also got after you co-host. saying Bill Land was the one saying, "Oh, Mama, when Toby was in diapers, everyone in Wichita and Tulsa knows that as fact." That is so. a fact. <laughs> he just doesn't like anybody around. Bill here. Land said, "Oh, Mama," before I did, and I say it. How many times have I said it this year? Well, I believe it was just the once, twice. Oh, twice. Both in the Texas game. Okay. Okay. Once on the fourth down. I knew stop, it was once on the on the in the Texas and game. once on the game-winning pass. Both worthy. That's it. Twice. What else has John got for me? I feel like fighting today. Um, nothing. Like I, at one point, he was going uh to the dinner with some OU dignitaries. I remember there was a past text where he was going to dinner with them, and he was going to let them know that they needed to get rid of have me fired here at the radio station and have <laughs> Plank fired from the OU radio crew because he hates Plank too. So he was going to discuss that he with just hates everybody. the Prez and some other people, uh, Joe C., that were at this dinner. He was going uh-huh. to let them know to fire all of us. Um, Sounds yeah. like that was highly effective. Um, uh, how did it go with uh, Steve Owens calling in, by the way, to get uh, what's the one guy back, back on, on the mountain? mountain? I haven't yeah. heard from Steve. No, haven't hmm. heard from him, so. Anyway, like I said, he he took shots at my kid, calling him uh, names, and then uh, I mean he's he's just a. Can we block him? I just did. I just did. I don't ever block anyone, but I just did. Well, you can't take shots at someone's kid. Yeah, that's cross. I thought I had done that after he took shots at Bronx, um, but it looked like someone had blocked him, so I've blocked. Two things are off limits, okay? You can't take shots at anybody's kids, and you can't take shots at me. If you want to take shots at TJ, that's fine. (laughs) That's right. That's fine. Break time. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Question. Let's hone this in a little bit. What exactly is the... Um, what is the criticism of Levy specifically over? Now, I know last Saturday it was throwing deep, and I'm not disagreeing with any of this. I'm just, I want to get an understanding so I can know what he needs to do. I, I think at that. this point, uh, he would admit, you admit, I admit, it was a bad day Saturday for him. Yeah. But I think the majority of it is coming from some of it that's out of his control a little bit. The passing game hasn't been as good as it's been in years past, so people are having a difficult time with that. The run game has not got going. 
at times this year. It's been sporadic. And then you had Saturday play out the way. So I think it's just a combination of all of that kind of converging um, throughout the season at different times. Different things here and, and there. And if and if you do think, if you're out there and you do think Dylan Gabriel is just an average quarterback and you question his arm strength and um, if he can get the ball down the field, all of that, then, I mean, do you put that on Levy outside of if you just want him to go ahead and start Jackson Arnold, I guess would be their complaint with him and go ahead and put him in there and get the experience. So other mm-hmm. than that, I'm, I'm honestly not sure. I think what you said, like it's a little bit of this. It's a little bit of that. The run game hasn't clicked. The, um, they haven't the gone down the field as much as people Kansas would like in the they, last few games. They didn't go as, uh, yeah, they, I, th- I think he came in with the idea it's going to be a bad weather day, and it certainly was, and we should be able to run the ball at these guys and control the game that way. And for a while they did until um, Samaj P. Ryan got hurt. <laughs> Just kidding. Until Tawi Walker got hurt. Um, yeah. No, I mean, you look at the stats, like the stats are good. You know, the offensive stats are good. Uh Number four in the nation in scoring, number seven in total offense, number two in the country in first downs this year. I mean, the passing offense is top ten in the country. The stats are good, but I think the combination of the Art Brile situation and the one loss they have kind of sits at his feet, it feels like, at least with the fan base, even though – yeah, I mean, I mean, the reality the situation is they get a stop, they win the game. And it does feel like at times his offense... They get a the first calling, down, they win the game too. So it goes on both sides. They win on both sides, yeah. yeah. It does feel like his play calling has been a little inconsistent this year. You do yeah. kind of scratch your head at kind of some of the decisions he's made and or the game plans he's had going in. So, um, oh, the text line I can see is going... Let's yeah, go see ahead. The people are hit, saying. Hit some of them, yeah. Uh, okay, what, kind of what I just said. No continuity on offense. Um this one says, after the next uh, loss, you would have to play Jackson Arnold, period. Uh, KJ says, the RPO stinks. Um, his play calling is inconsistent, and lack, the offense lacks rhythm. That's Sooner tie guy. Uh, terrible game let me, plans. Let me pause you right there okay. with just a clarification on what that means. His play calling is inconsistent, and the offense lacks rhythm? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about what that means. It does seem does like that at mean times keep doing the same thing. It does seem like at times he does stick with the same thing, even when it's not working and stalls out at times. So maybe that's what they're meaning by that. Mm-hmm. Um, Large Williams says using wide receivers as running backs and that stupid jet sweep. Okay, <laughs> which I don't. I didn't get the whole uh, using Farouk in the way they did at times. Saturday either, but I think they were just trying to get creative and trying how do we get, get playmaker ball? How do we yeah. get the ball into his hands? Yeah, and it didn't work. I mean, it just he, he, it didn't work. I I uh, uh, it didn't work. He fumbled the ball, and I knew as soon as he fumbled the ball, this is going to open the door to a lot of criticism. I, I I bet they don't hand it to him up the middle again, and I don't know why they did there. That was not a smart call at all. I do like the idea. I think he's your best all around athlete on offense, not your best wide receiver. But he is your best all-around athlete, and he has had some big days this year. And I like the idea of trying to get him the ball in different situations and letting him try to make plays with his athleticism. I like that because he's 
He, pro- I bet he leads the team in yards after catch or, or yards after broken tackles this year and stuff, at least among the wide receivers. Okay, keep going. Uh, Sooner Gundy says, my criticism of Levy uh, is that he can be really good at playing calls and then he can have a game or sequences that you just have that just have you puzzled. The second to last mm. series last week was mind blowing. Maybe throw it to him. That works to get him involved. Talking about Farouk. Mm-hmm. So, well, they did. Throw I mean, it I, everybody in that that yeah. situation where you, you you just mentioned it, get the first down in the yeah. game. Everybody was kind of confused about what went on there. And Brent even talked about, yeah, that was a mistake and kind of what their approach was, and it, it didn't work. So, I think um, the approach is not that hard to figure out. The approach is, we got the ball, we got the lead, there's two and a half minutes left, let's make them use their timeouts. Hopefully we get a first down and the game's over, but even if we don't, they're going to have to go the length of the field without any timeouts. It's a solid strategy, you see it every week in college football in the NFL. The fact that they went backwards and, and were not in field goal range and didn't pick up the first down, you know, when you get to third down there, and you've used two of their three timeouts. Maybe that's good enough. Let's be a little more aggressive here on third down and see if we can get the first. And even if we get a chunk of it, maybe then we can go forward on fourth because it looked like they were about to go forward on fourth and seven. But it is not abnormal. It is perfectly normal. In fact, it is the proper thing to do that with that little time left and you get the ball and the other team has three timeouts left, let's try to make them use their timeouts here. So bad possession. Everybody agrees, bad possession. Should have got a first down by any means necessary. Even if they throw it, Teach. Right. And get yeah, to the absolutely. 30. No, I'm just saying, first, let's say they throw it and get to the 30. You're in the same situation. They've still got three timeouts left. The game is not over. Everybody said one first down, the game's over. One first down after you've made them use two timeouts, and the game is over. So on third down there, if you throw it and you get it, the game is virtually over. Theoretically, they could get it back with 30 seconds left or something like that. But yeah, making them use timeouts, legitimate strategy. Once you get to third down, I think you got to be more aggressive. Okay, keep going. Uh, you guys are trying to rationalize the ir- irrational. Levy is just the low-hanging fruit to blame, which he does have. Uh, uh, he will be fine. As long as we win, as long as we win the rest of the regular season games and doesn't run any more jet sweeps, I think it's uh, rational criticism. I, I'm not saying any of the criticism is not rational. I think it's deserved, and, and we were saying the same thing in the post game show, right? Uh, uh, on the uh, uh, on the OU network was, was why didn't they throw the ball deep more? Like you got Nick Anderson out there, you got a secondary that's questionable for Kansas. Uh, I know it's windy and it's cold and it's wet and he threw a pick early in the game, but you still, you're Oklahoma. You've got very good wide receivers and a Heisman candidate, at quarterback. You've got to challenge the secondary. So I don't think the criticism is irrational at all. Holy cow. We bring this up. The uh, text line was, um, compared to some days, a little slower than others, but uh, it has lit up. It has been <laughs> it ignited. It's on fire now. <laughs> Everyone is spot on with the Levy analysis. He needs to dial up better play a better play sheet or leave the University of Oklahoma. Yeah, but, I mean, I'll circle back to, like, the stats are good. You know what I mean? Like, stats aren't everything, but number four in the nation in scoring, number seven in total offense, number two in first downs. 
we can always throw the 73 nothing game in there in Arkansas State and say, what would they be without that? I don't know. They'd be lower. They'd be lower than they are now, but they'd still be pretty good. But I think you've touched on a couple of things, and we can stop right here. We don't need to have a Jeff Levy bashing session, but I think that there have been moments throughout the season that leave you scratching your head. Or in the case of Saturday, games, where you're like, what was that? You know? Like 80% of it's pretty good. Sometimes 100% of it's pretty good. Like the Iowa State game, I thought he had a great game plan that day. But there have been moments where you're like, mm, and then maybe you need. And for whatever reason, you go Arsenio we Hall, absolutely that make you say, hate the jet sweep at OU. We've decided that is a terrible play, and it should never happen again. Do you think they run it Saturday? Uh, first play of the game. It would be hilarious if they ran it and it went for 30. <laughs> Which it has, by the way, many times this year. Not 30, maybe, but, you know, first downs. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. We welcome in Chris Plank now. By the way, only three undefeated teams left in the NBA. They are the Boston Celtics, the Denver Nuggets, and the Dallas Mavericks. Skinny Luka. Skinny Luka, baby. Everything time. Everything huh? is coming up TJ Perry right now, man. Cowboys in first place. Rangers about to win the World Series. Well, the Cowboys are now. That's over. Cowboys are in second, right? Oh, yeah, man. Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles are still yeah. in first place. But hey, don't let facts get in the way of a great yeah, you point, know I mean. Toby Rowland. You know what I mean? They're in the playoffs. I'll trade it all for one more win. That's and, all I'm asking. And he looks and, good. You look kind of tan. Have you lost a little? I like everything is coming up, TJ. Right look now. Tan. Uh, yeah, your Ohio is, State C-Pot, Buckeyes C-Pot number one on in the nose, college football playoff standing. <laughs> it's called the red nose from CPAP. Yeah, okay. Well, it looks it looks good from afar, TJ. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you, Toby. I have a question for you. I've been Go listening ahead. intently while I waited on my low pressure tires to air. Does it matter to anyone whenever you hear Brent Venable say? If a running back does this, then it's probably a touchdown, or I'll take two on have two. You, whenever have you the seen quarterback that last play, by the way, the I, I, that's what I'm Javante Barnes. Play. I mean, that just I, I completely understand, and you're 100 percent right. I, criticism galore. If you were to take a uh, search of our text line, I don't know how many uh, tens of thousands of texts we get a day, but I would say close to 90 percent of them are. Our play calling stinks, or even on even on my phone, my the super secret textoso line. But I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know if people like to hear that it was going to work and a player made a mistake, or if they're just so mad about the way that it was designed or that it was called that they've made up their. I don't. That, that's where I'm I think a little bit perplexed. Made up, I think they've made up their mind, and I, like I said, I think there is room for criticism Absolutely. for the game plan on Saturday. But you're right. If you go back and look at that third down call. Third and 12, Javante Barnes has 
30 yards of running room, and he cuts right into the tackle. Yeah. I mean, it's almost inexplicable. Um, But it's a bad call because it didn't work, you know? I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Well, it was a uh, it was a great morning at the Plank household this morning, Toby Rowland, because after eating way too much candy last night, way too much candy, <laughs> and after enjoying the caramel apple nachos that we made, which has nothing oh to do gosh. with nachos, Whoa. but it's I <laughs> I put it in the fridge last night uncovered, and I pulled it out to start eating it again this morning, and my wife was like, "You can't." You can't do that. That's unacceptable. I'm like, the heck I'm not. It's caramel. It's apples, caramel drizzle, Reese's Pieces. What's unacceptable about it? It's just too early for it? Or no, what? no. It's just, I guess it's not good if it just sits uncovered in the fridge overnight. Oh. I don't know these rules. I don't understand these rules. Yeah, it'll okay, good to me. Okay. But Toby Rowland, you said something last year about your Indianapolis Colts whenever we had the wonderful Sunday ticket. You said to me, I'm good. I don't really like what's going on there right now. Yeah. And then something magical can bring you back. Well, after seven weeks of not they caring, the Raiders are back, baby! Get out of town, Josh McDaniels! You get out of here, baby! Question. Question. Go ahead. Will the Lincoln-Riley introductory press conference be today or tomorrow? <laughs> I think he's going to hire John Gruden back. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I think he's going to hire Gruden back. Have a great All day, right. T-Row. <laughs> See you, buddy. Chris Plank Show coming up next. Have a great Wednesday, everyone.